Welcome to the Everyday Lions Running Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Lyons. Welcome back to episode 49 of the podcast. I think it's been about two years since I last did an episode. Uh, it's fair to say that a lot's gone on the last two years. Uh, acquired the rights to run Devonport, which has now been renamed uh, the Bluff to Boat Ramp Fun Run. This event is happening on March 19th, which is just about 12 or 13 days away. We have the aim of over a thousand runners. Right now we're on target for this, so if you are looking for an inclusive running or walking event, I do recommend the Bluff to Boat Ramp. Uh, you can register at www.bluffthaboatramp.com. We'd love to see you there on March 19th. We can't forget the great train race as well. This event will be held on April 16th, now in its third edition. Last year we added an extra event, the 3.5km. Nothing's changed, we have the four events. So at the moment we've got the 7k, the 3.5k, the 2k and the kids 400. Um, once again, this event is impossible without uh, the collaboration of the Don River Railway and we are forever grateful for those guys um, who put in a lot of uh, time themselves and give up volunteers to make this happen. I think last time we spoke, uh, I was probably going down the track of uh, doing my social work degree. That's all changed. Uh, the running, coaching and the events business has really taken off and, and this is what I'm doing now. I'm, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. Uh, I'm not going to lie, at times it's hard, but it's really opened up a lot of opportunities and I've had some great sponsors come on board. Um, to name a few, we've had Steigen come on board, uh, Tarkine, the guys out of Western Australia, they're fantastic. And just some local businesses have really been able to support what I'm doing and I'm, and I'm really, really grateful for that. But uh, enough about what I've been up to. I'm sure you'll catch up with plenty more of that over the next few months. Our next guest is Susan Moody. Susan has been running for seven years now and well known in the Devonport running community. She, you would have seen her at Parkrun, some Everyday Lions events and the carnivals. She has an older ego, Eddie the Lion. I hope you enjoy this week's podcast. Here's Susan. So we have Eddie the Lion at the Everyday Lions events, which are um, Bluffed Boat Ramp, the Great Train Race, the Light Night Glow Run, and Run Christmas. Who is Eddie the Lion, Susan? Eddie the Lion is my yeah alter ego. Is that what you say? Yeah. <laughs> um, once when I had to, there was a run and I couldn't do the run itself, and then just before that, I happened to see this lion suit in the Spotlight catalogue, and I thought, oh, we should get this lion be a bit of a um, mascot so anyway I got it and the rest is history you've seen Eddie a few times but if I can't if I can't run because I'm doing something else so yeah, I'll dress up as Eddie and most of the time he, he makes an appearance I think he missed out once because he might have been sick um, and I have run and then gone back and got changed into Eddie afterwards so that the kids can see him I just wanted him to be there and uh, put it out there he's a Lions mascot and give the kids a bit of fun, adults a bit of fun. Um, I've scared a few children though, which I was happy about. I had to change his face slightly to make him look a little bit more of a smiley lion. <laughs> and doesn't matter, he can jump around and um, be silly. Yeah, I don't have to be me I'm the, when I'm the lion. I'm not me. I can jump around and be as silly as I like. So I like that. Great. <laughs> I don't know. Amy and I are very grateful because it just adds 
the atmosphere to the event and obviously we're called everyday lions events so to have a line it's pretty it's pretty cool and i think you become part of the uh events and i'm pretty sure someone will ask for where where is the line so <laughs> yeah so, the ones that started a few i thought right got to keep this up now so make sure to look after that suit <laughs> and does it get hot it does get hot but, but yeah if you're only wearing shorts and a singlet underneath it's pretty pretty all right the draft blows up the leg a bit cool as you know i love to dress up so i'm all for this <laughs> there's a lot of kids that like it you see they're small and they say oh, gotta beat the line <laughs> That's what it's all about, isn't it? That's fun run, per yeah, se. Fun. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Thank you. So you did the Masters Games on the northwest coast of Tassie, and then I think a couple of years ago you ventured over to Adelaide. Is that correct? Yeah, I think it was tw- 2019 was the Adelaide ones. I think 17 was the Tasmanian ones. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, what did you want to know about that? It was interesting. Uh, I felt a bit nervous because it's the first time I travelled, actually, to go to an event. So there was all that part too, getting there, getting accommodation, getting down there in time, doing your warm-up. But it was all really, really good. Felt really re- relaxed after the first initial meeting, everybody, because everyone was so lovely. And and also while you're there cheering, like, uh, in your own age group, you can cheer for the older there's older people there, and some of them are really amazing just to watch them and think they're still out there. They're giving it a go. They're getting their medals. So you, I suppose it just inspires you to keep on going. Don't stop running because you can just keep on doing stuff Great. as long as you want to. And how were your results in, in that competition? Oh, for that one, um, I think there was... I can't tell you now. That's all right. So there was five. I think I got five. So I think it was two, might have been two bronze, two silver, one gold. I think that's the way it went. Awesome. And that was the Australian Masters. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And that, that would have been a fantastic experience. I've, I've run that Adelaide track many, many moons ago. Was it a, was it a hot weekend? Cause it'd be it quite, was, yes. Quite that was another there. thing that I knew I wouldn't be used to, but yeah, can't remember having too much problem with that. So I think you kind of forget about it once you're out there and you're just looking at what you've got to do. That takes a back seat and your brain switches to another gear. <laughs> awesome. And I was surprised that you didn't mention this one. Um, so you, you've done some longer events. I thought this might have been in, in your top favourite events, the Bruni Ultra. How was that experience for you? Yeah, I like that. Um, but like I said, it's all different. I don't still don't know what event is the one that's like my favourite, but I did like that because that's the first one that I, and the only one I've done so far of that. And the lead up to that, like the training in the lead up to that, I knew it was going to be hard and long and follow the program because if you do the right thing, everything should turn out fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the most, the thing that worked out with that the most was that I had Amanda, my daughter, um, being my support crew, and we just said like every four kilometres. So it never, ever seemed like a big distance because it was always broken down into four, the next four, the next four. And I and I sort of got towards the end there and thinking, oh, how far to go? And I thought, oh, only three more stops with Amanda and, and we're done. So it was kind of like just lifted you a bit more. It didn't seem like this huge distance to go yeah, because it was just broken down into those chunks and only really had to think about that one chunk at a time. I think that's a great way um, 
I got a long event. I have great experience myself, um, but I know when I do a mara, that that's what I do as well. I break it down into 5K lots, and it seems to be a little bit easier. Um, but how did you recover after that event? Were you spent? Were you cooked? What did you eat? I think that's what everyone was saying. What food did you eat? Pizza and chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what I had down there. It was pretty good after that. Like I didn't do anything. I don't know how many days off I had after that. It was probably a little while. Um, but towards the end of it, I had uh, like a pain in the back of the knee when you was going downhill, not uphill, which was a real pain because you could go up, but then you couldn't run the speed down the other side. Yeah. So, but that I think that might have been just from the camber on the road, from being because it was only one leg, and I do tend to run right on the edge of the road. So, my advice is stay in the middle of the road if you can. <laughs> yeah. Probably would have missed that. But that only happened sort of right towards the end and there might have been a bit of cramping, so um, nothing too too major, only the, the leg because I was just really annoyed that I couldn't run down the hill. I had to walk down. And that event uh, is you are running on the camber a fair bit and there's lots of traffic on the road yeah, and lots of, traffic to do. lots of runners as well. So how did you find that bit? Did you find that you you had to like slow down your pace a little bit? Yeah, it was a little bit annoying because you're trying to get through, especially when others are coming back out. And I thought, oh yeah, you should be giving way to us. We shouldn't have to be giving way to you. Yeah. You just get a bit annoyed. You think, oh, just keep going, get over it, <laughs> get to the end. Oh, awesome. <laughs> and <laughs> and I really want to touch on this one. I think anyone who's friends on Facebook or or Instagram. We realise that you have a bit of a, a, a sweet tooth, and you do like oh, your yeah. desserts and, yep. and and that sort of thing. Where did this come from? Is this something you always like oh, to do? Yeah. yeah, chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Should be trying to curb it, but yeah. No, I think you're running. Oh, I think you're running enough oh, to deserve to have some. No, it's good. Uh, what's your favourite thing that you that you really you know into now that you go to that you tend to enjoy? Eating wise, yeah, yeah, waffles and pancakes. Yeah, I like all the places that sell them. Great, great. Well, keep on, keep on posting those photos because you're making us jealous. So, yes, I have some people saying, oh, yeah. following your people, <laughs> you're always eating all of <laughs> And I guess for me as a coach, this, this next one, it's been, it's been great to watch this journey the last 11 weeks now. I think it is. Yeah, um, I can't exactly sure how, how it started, but I think you came to me and you said. Do you think I'd be okay to do the carnival? So I think yeah. that's how it started. And I said 100% yes, let's get started. Yeah, so that took me up. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Why did you want to go into there and, and, and what made you go down that journey? I don't really know. Like I guess last year when I heard a few of them like and saw some people, I thought, no, I could have done that. But I thought I wasn't like aware of keeping up when you needed to apply and how to get go through all that so you were ready to actually – Enter when the time came up, so they missed out. And I thought, well, this year I'm going to keep an eye on it. Yeah. And when it came up, um, and I think I mentioned it to um, Vicky Gunn, who's another great runner, and and she's sometimes in my age group, but she's out of it at the, the moment until I catch her again. Um, and she said that she had run and had, um, what's the name? Oh, anyway, like she just said, everyone's on a handicap. So she said, yeah. get out there. You've got just as good a chance as anybody else, even the big names of um, and that's where it might be. Yeah, and that, yeah. 
And let's rewind a bit, actually, because we might have a few listeners who are from Victoria and New South Wales and might tune into this potty, and they've probably got no idea what the carnivals are. Do you want to explain the background behind them and, and what they are and when they occurred? I don't really know a lot about about them. Um, I guess I only really knew, like, the Devonport one and not many of the others, Devonport and Burnie, because, like, it's around the New Year and they had fireworks. And years ago when I used to sort of follow a young fellow, he was a bike rider and he used to go to those, so I used to just sometimes tag along just so I could watch, but never ever thought about ever being on the track doing anything. But I think, like, from doing Masters and that, you're and maybe in triple CT, you're on handicaps and stuff there anyway. So I thought it wouldn't wouldn't be too much different and just like to give it a go and see what happened. Yeah, and that's the beauty, yeah. isn't it? Uh, I don't know uh, what to explain about that. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, so the carnivals, you know, like, like what Susan said, they're, they're, they've got the three big ones, or two now, which is Bernie and Devonport, but even Hobart, um, they're run over a very short period of time and, Runners can enter, but the best thing is a handicap base. So everyone should have a pretty even chance of winning unless you've won a lot and then you get pulled back. But that's the beauty of it. You, don't, you can turn up and you don't know how you're going to go, do you? No, but looking at, say, the finishes of some of those, you can see like how well the handicaps work because when you're watching the finish, everybody's just like they're just a few seconds out. So so they do a really good job because you think if you come in and everybody's just not that far away from you, you think, well, you've done a pretty good run. Yeah, that's it, and I wouldn't want the job to be a handicapper. I think sometimes I get a bad rap and people think, oh, gee, that, that should have been better. But I think anyone that's running, you can have a brilliant day, and a brilliant day could be could be yeah. five seconds, and five seconds over not a very big distance can be a lot. So yes. Yeah. So tell me about your first carnival that you went into and how that went. Okay, so the first one we got into after doing my program with you, which was very good, um, and I Thank you. Knew, <laughs> I knew did say that I had to harden up for yeah. a mile or something like that. And I thought, oh, yeah, whatever. Anyone who went to Berlin, just sitting in the car there watching other people get out, I'm starting to think, oh, no, should I even be here? Look at these people running around. They all look like they've been running all their life, nice young things, all suntanned and everything. I thought, oh, no. And I thought, oh, it's handicapped, though. Just, just go, just see what happens. And I didn't know many other people down there. I think I only probably knew two. Um, and then when I got out in that first race, it went really well. And I can't remember where I came. It wasn't, could have been third or fourth or something. And the other young girls who were in front, where they all turned around and said, oh, gee, you must be fit. And they want to shake your hand and everything. I thought, oh, this isn't too bad. I thought, yes, I'm fit. I wouldn't be here if I wasn't because that would be silly. But, um, yeah, so... And as they've gone on, um, it's nice to see them again and, and think, oh, yes, this is going to be obviously those same girls. You give them a hug at the end and congratulate everybody. It's all really good. Um, but in those first couple of races, and I probably still am, I felt a bit nervous because on the handicap, I'm way out the front and they're all behind. And you turn around and have a look and you think, oh, heck, look at them. They're going to run me down. <laughs> How long will it take before they catch me? And then, and I laughed at one of the first ones I went to. I thought, oh, I feel like the rabbit in front of the greyhounds. And I'm just going to run and you're just going to chase me down. But it was a lot of fun. Great. So it ended up being more fun than I thought it was. And then once you sort of relax into it a bit more and stop being nervous about it, yes, it's just fun. So, yeah, I have enjoyed it. I'm only halfway through and I'm looking forward to tomorrow with another run and then two more. I've still got, yeah, St Helens and Hobart to go. So we'll see how we go. 
Awesome. So you had the small Bernie Little Carnival and you yeah. got a you got a third or a fourth there. Yeah. 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 And then what was the next one after that on? Uh, then we ran into the three uh, between Christmas and New Year. So it was down at Hobart in the heat and did one race down there. And it was Devonport and then Bernie. Yeah. And so I, I will, we'll go back a little bit and you said, I remember saying to you, you need about six or seven hard races or, or time trials or something yeah, to feel yeah. good to get going, get get moving. So you've done Devonport and then I think you did the mile as well there. Yeah, I and, wasn't really aiming for anything to flash there because it was it was just a really strange sensation to be out there with say, Stewie and, and Ollie out there and you think, far out and running on the same race as them. So it was kind of like... Well, where are they? I don't want to trip them up. Or I don't want to make them have to go around me kind of thing, which is really silly. But you're not thinking of your own race. You're thinking, oh, who's going past? <laughs> so it was just a, it was just a lot of fun, but and it was a bit distracting. <laughs> yeah. So, so for anyone listening at the Denport Mall, uh, they had uh, Stuart McSwain. So if you don't know Stuart, you're probably living under a rock. That's, um, you know, one of Australia's best distance runners, and Ollie Hall. He's the uh, running Commonwealth Games 1500 meter champion, and um, these two guys are top ten in the world for for the fifteen hundred, and they they were going toe to toe, and they were against all these other runners. And Susan was lucky enough to be in that that field, and we went along that night, and that was pretty cool to watch you as well. <laughs> so, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, as a coach, and and I was talking about just people just have a go. You n- you never know where it will lead. I mean, what yeah. you've done these last couple of weeks or a couple of months. Says everything. You should be congratulated for that as well. Thank you, but you really have to look at yourself and don't be like have a goal and just think because it's handicapped and think, well, I've got a chance. So don't ever think that you haven't got a chance and and just think on some of the days there might you might have more in your advantage than the others. So just make it do the training, get out there, do the hard run and. Trust the, trust, trust the process. Trust the process, yes, yeah. as you say. It's exactly right. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> the so, trust the process. So we head to Bernie. This is a big one. Yes. <laughs> and well, I think it's fair to say, for my, and I don't think you'd be offended if I say this, I, I didn't think that you'd probably win the two. I thought you'd go really well. You won and not the other. Yeah, and I, I wasn't expecting that. But did you want to tell people what happened and, and how that day unfolded for you? Well, I really thought that the 300s were going to be like the best event because they're short and hard and they sort of get over them pretty well. But the first race that came up in Bernie was 800, so I thought, oh, well, what the heck, just go out and give it a go. And that was um, that was a women's one, so there were no men. So I thought, oh, that, that'll be all right. I sort of feel a bit more comfortable just women without the men because they can always run a bit, run you down a bit harder. Um, and then, yeah, just took off around there and went past the bell and knew that was the last lap, so I thought better plant it because no one's passed me yet and they'll be on the tail any second. Um, so yeah, so I'm thinking that the other girls are going to come past any minute and they're cheering, everyone was cheering. I thought, no, go around there. And it's just when you first time you come sort of around the bend enough and you're just staring straight down the track and you can see the end, you can see the tape across. And I couldn't hear or see anybody near me. I thought, oh, this is going to be a go. So they'll just go for it. And I thought, they'll come past any minute, any minute. And then when I get there, I think, yay, just straight across that line. It was just, it was unreal. You can't really describe it because it's just like you're not expecting it. And you did it. It's awesome. And then, yeah, shake hands. 
the body and that was really cool and got a photo with a sash and that and um I'd forgotten that there was prize money so someone said afterwards about that and I thought oh right bonus yeah <laughs> but um yeah when the next race came up like there's a fair gap between the two so came back to do the 300 and I heard the commentator say which probably put me on edge about having won the 800 and um be hard I don't know what his words were but actually when we'd started I heard him say oh Moody's out strong or something like that when you watch the video and then the other two girls behind me had come past but they weren't too far in front and I wasn't too fast because I thought well I was just sort of keeping with them and he said made it sound like something like I was had it like that was the end of it so this is the master's yeah the master's yeah you say that about me Going around, everyone's screaming. I thought the men haven't come past. Sorry, yeah. commentator, if you're listening in. Sorry. <laughs> hadn't come past, so I thought, yep, yeah, that's fine. And again, when you come around the corner, I could see that tape, and the other two girls who were in front had kind of drifted across a little bit or something. Could have been different if they were right in front. But there was just this gap. So I just went for it. I just thought, just go hard through there. Another tape. Never believe that would have happened. Great. <laughs> okay. And we are. Uh... So I was actually watching it. The I unfortunately missed eight hundred. I thought there'd yeah. be a live feed, and there wasn't. Um, so how I found out is that a couple of people sent me messages <laughs> after that one. I was pretty excited. I, oh wow, that's pretty cool. Okay, so we got in time for the three hundred, and and we we were right over the other end of the ground, and we saw the thing. But I think um, well, one of the things you probably forgot to mention is quite windy that day as well, wasn't it? Yeah, so people say that. Headwind, yeah. But, but I train up at Barrington, so I'm in the wind all the time. <laughs> yeah, yep. So, like, you were probably strong anyway, and then when you got off that bend, you just went for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as a running coach, I've watched you a number of times, especially in these 300s, you've sort of got to keep your own line and be pushed back a little bit, and you're not afraid to do that, which is yeah. awesome. <laughs> um, is that just some something natural that comes? Oh, or? Yeah. No, I just run. <laughs> no, it's good. It's, yeah. And just think, just plant it at the end. I don't know why, I guess it just seems like a bit easier at the end than at the beginning somewhere along the line, like when we do 300 repeats. The last ones always end up better than the first ones. Yeah, and I think that's because the body's just warmed up, isn't yeah. it? And it takes a while sometimes to, I don't know, you get a little bit of momentum and I don't know, you know what it's like, everyone has that last rep hero, we call it, where you go and go as quick as you can. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's cool. So you walked away with two wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And are you happy to uh, tell the listeners how much you walked away with that day? Oh, I got $900 for winning the 800 and 120 I think it was, for the, the Masters one. So, and yeah, how? Dollars, I thought. Not a bad day. Not a bad way to start the new year the next day. No, that's awesome. Susan, I think, um, I'll say it again, but I think anyone listening and, and you're sitting on the fence about these carnivals, um, just have a crack because you never know. You never know what happened. I don't reckon you. No, you just. You're regretting that now, you just, are you? Just go out there. Yep, have a go. You just and if they got two or three, like I booked in my first two or three that I thought I might like, and didn't go and do the others because I thought I'll wait till I've run a few because they have closing dates and the closing dates were a bit longer on the other ones. So I thought, well, I've, whatever I've got locked in, I've just got to do that. And by the time I got through those, I thought, yeah, I think I'm no bit more settled to know what I like and how to run those ones, like the 300, the 400, and I've got another 800 coming up. Awesome. So see how I go on that again. Yeah. 
And that's... But at least try, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that you're going to be so much more experienced. Um, I, I imagine you're going to do them next year. I don't think... You, you know what I'm going to do them? Is that... We haven't had that conversation. So. I don't know yet because, like you said about, about Bruni, I, really I liked Bruni, but I thought if you're going to do something like that, you can't do this. Yeah. You've got it like a trade-off. Which one do I want to do because I can't do both? And did you want to explain that to people, like... Um, and more that that more the case is that you that you sort of can't do from the other is it? Oh well, like obviously with the marathons and the ultra marathons, you're about um, a consistent pace and your endurance ability. Whereas with the carnivals, you've got to be short, hard, get into it straight away. Yeah, you've got to preserve that speed, haven't you? So anything anything longer will flatten you. For for yeah, you want to be nice and zippy and and get specific to that distance and. Unfortunately, running longer doesn't do that for me. No. So, yeah, yeah, after, like even after Bruni, like I missed a few runs like Cadbury Marathon because they were too close to that and didn't want to push things too hard. You need to recover before you can choose something else that's got a bit of length in it. And um, now because I'm doing these, I'm still missing a few things. Though I did sneak in that half marathon. Yeah. Yes, it did, Cadbury, I think. Was it, was it the medal that got you over the line for that one? No, yeah. I just thought I wanted to go down. There's a few people going down. I thought I just want to be a part of that because I hadn't done the one before. before. We were pretty cosy yeah. in the car, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we all. But it was, turned out a good day. Yeah, it, it definitely was. It definitely was. So you competed a, a virtual lap of Australia. Yeah. Can, Snuck around? Yeah. How does that work and what's that all about? It's called Down Under to the umbrella of Run the World, which is run by a guy in the UK, I think he set it up. And you can run different countries virtually. So every run, you know, training run or your park runs, anything that you do just gets counted towards that, like you pay to be a part of it. And they just tick, tick off, check off all your runs and you just progress around different points of Australia or whatever country you're deciding to do. You get information on that particular place, like they'll tell you information about Sydney or uh, Melbourne when you pass through all these different places. So you're kind of like you've been there and you can read up on, you get an email that tells you um, all the scenic attractions of where you've just run through virtually. And since that just keeps you motivated, I guess, to keep moving because you keep adding up and adding up and it took a few years to get around, I think four years, is it? Four to five years. Um, but yeah, now so I'm doing New Zealand now. Cool. Just keep going. Just do another, but a small one. It's not going to take as long to get around that. And how far around is it around Australia? Um, it'll be on the site somewhere. I can't tell you. The top I think right I think I'll have a bit of a Google. I think it's like you can ask me maybe maybe fifteen thousand k. I think it is. Was it fourteen? Yeah, something, something, something. Very, very close. So that took you a bit over five years, did you say? That's what yeah, that's good going. That's good going. But if you you can soon see the kilometres logging in when you're doing preparation for say Bruni and you're doing long run, long run, long run. In prep, you sort of move around it a bit then, whereas now yeah. now things have sort of backed off a bit because these running sessions at the moment are shorter, and so yeah, it's not progressing as fast at the moment, but. Over, yeah. over the years or even now. Awesome, awesome. That's great. And I think um, those virtual labs, I think this guy actually was doing this virtual stuff before virtual 
runs become a thing when COVID yes when COVID hit. So there's I remember my first experience with this was like I think Troy Reader was one of the first people yes I remember um completing this um so yeah if you if you're listening and you're looking for something different the virtual run around Australia might be for you yes all right so I know I'm very grateful and and we've become really good friends but what does everyday lines mean to you and well, it's good to be part of a group. And when you first started, you didn't have very many. Um, actually, the first time I met you, I think we were just doing a 20-minute, of the 40-minute, sorry, um, Monday mates run or something. And I didn't know a lot about you. Kind of stopped to say, oh, you're running well or something. I thought, oh, shit, what do I say? <laughs> Brian Lyons is talking to me. <laughs> anyway, um, that was fine. But then later on when you started up, it's wanted to start your um, training and everyday lions group. I thought, yeah, why not? So I thought, yep, I'll give you a go. We're getting that. And um, with the training plans and things, I thought, oh, no, I'm probably too old for a training plan. But then you kept putting it out there that you wanted people. So I thought, yeah, why not? Just jump in and, and see how we go there. So it kind of like just went like that. But the people that you meet and the different levels that they're all at, it's just all really good, the um training groups and just to belong to the group and even even though I've done a lot of like individual plans and training when you can get along to the group sessions it's so good because everybody kind of knows what you've been doing and you can cheer others along and just support and it's a really good atmosphere. Yeah and I think I think as a coach quite obviously it's that group dynamic and and, and the friendships you make along yeah. the way because sometimes you send these people two or three times a week, aren't you? Yes, yeah, yeah. We haven't. No, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it. But you really get to know them quite well, and lots of stuff comes up, just not yeah. running. Yes. And I don't know, they become a bit of a family after a while, don't they? It's, it's just like a family. Yeah, yeah. No. Nah. All look out for each other. Yeah, exactly. Check yeah. To see everyone go. And it doesn't matter if your goal is to, I don't know, break 50 minutes for 10K or break an hour and a half for 10K. Um, yeah. Yeah, we do have a very inclusive group of runners. I do a bit of self promotion here, but if you are listening, yeah. come on along to Everyday Lions. We're we're now in Port Sorrel soon to be, and yes. um, Devonport, Bernie, and Olverson. So um, yeah, j- jump on, and I'm sure Susan and I would love to see you there. So Susan, what is your biggest piece of advice you'd give a newbie runner, or even someone? who's been at it for a while and may not be aware of this? The main thing is be consistent. Um, it's probably helpful to have a focus or a goal, so think of something that you'd like to do, and then just be consistent in working towards that. You'll have bad days, but there's good days, and just because you have had a bad day doesn't mean that you're no good because you can just come back, bounce back. So... That's probably about all. Just be consistent. A bit of strength training doesn't go astray. No, just improvement after doing that. Awesome piece of advice. And consistency is just not one week, no, is it? You've got to focus and build it into, well, mine's practically built into my week. Like when you're arranging things, it's like, Say if there's running, so can't do it because I've got running that morning or can't do it because I've got running that night. So there you go. <laughs> I'll work around the running. <laughs> yeah. And 
I think a lot of people will get this massive curve of improvement. You'll turn up to park run and you'll take minutes off your time within a year. But you and I know once you've been at it for quite a while, that curve of improvement will stop or... Oh, yeah, you level out after a while, so... Yeah. But that doesn't mean, yeah, don't stop. Like, just no. keep going or just change your focus onto maybe a different event and then come back. Yeah, yeah. Change, yeah. It, change it up with maybe a bit of trail running, road running. Yeah. Just make things interesting. Keep it interesting and... Yeah, consistency is just about building layer upon layer and getting stronger every time you head out that front door. And, yeah, it all adds up and... And, and you'll notice that if you are consistent, that if you get injured, coming back is not as long and no. your fitness will return a lot quicker than someone who hasn't been consistent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, awesome advice. Um, yeah, God says it. Because I've always tried to do that all the way along and and even with the lead up to like the um, carnivals this year. I thought, well, I need to probably bump up the strength training a little bit because I needed to be as strong as I could be to have a chance at that. So it was really good that I've got two sessions with a, a PT. So he keeps me on the straight and narrow and, and yeah. he's really good at They can adjust your load depending on what your uh, running program is for the week. Did you want to talk about Adam a little bit? Because I know that he's been a big part in this journey as well with, with some of the posts you've Put up and yeah, then, yeah. Well, I go and see Adam Wiseman at EPT, and I've been with him for quite a few years now. So we usually only went and had one one session a week. It's only half, one half hour session, but I've got in two half hour sessions a week now, and we do one strength on session one day, and the other one's more like a cardio circuit type of thing. But you notice, like in your body, if your body feels stronger and fitter, you run better. Yep. So it all comes in together. Um, it puts you after you finish a session like you're on a bit of a high so you think yeah, you can go and do anything for the day so it's not just your, your strength training like it's just general overall yeah, well-being and and it's just been good to have someone to chat to while you asks how the training's been going or how the races were going and it's always very supportive and says so awesome a lot so yeah. <laughs> say thank you no and I've done a few PT sessions with Adam and his and the crew there, and they're really great in what yeah. they're doing. And the one thing that I found is um, it was very – I keep on mentioning the word specific, but it's such an important word in running coaching and whatever I'm doing. But I know that we'd all – I would normally sit when I get tired in a race and so we'd do some exercises to strengthen up the glutes in my core so that wouldn't yeah. happen. And I am guess he's done a lot of that stuff with you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they're very good. Great. EPT, check them out. There's a free plug for you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> and who is some of your role models in, in life, people you look up to that you, you, know, you get up and you go, wow, I want to be like them or they're doing pretty cool stuff? Well, you. <laughs> Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. So things, yeah. And that you and I'm just it's just really great to have a coach that you can see getting out there and doing things, setting your own goals. Say so when you did Bruni and watching you go through the same thing that you same stuff you put me through. Yeah. <laughs> so you just make yeah. other people do they're doing these same things. And it's not nice, I can do that. It's gonna be what your coach. <laughs> But I, yeah, 
And I think, I mean, this is this podcast about you, but I, but, but I often think that once I think that I know it all as a coach, I'm in trouble. And I think that's why I've learnt from runners like you and several people and Amy, um, because everyone's just so different. Yeah. And you might have a different experience. What I give out to someone else might not help them, but you soon find out. And that's, they're probably not good for them at the time, but you'll go, well, I didn't know that. No. But now I know that. So, um, no, that, that's cool. So after you, then there would be like the Masters people that I compete with, um, in particular probably Vicky Gunn because she's only like a few years older than me and when we're in the same age group together, that makes that bit of competition and, and she's just amazing. She's broken records and things that I think oh, I'm never going to get there. But anyway, don't say never. <laughs> and, yeah, that's uh, just anybody else that's really getting out there and, and giving their all to something. There's lots of, there's lots of people out there. Great. And some of these people in Park Run, there's always a story there, isn't it? You just oh, gotta ask. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah, some people have had hard um times and they've managed to get through there and use Park Run like as a as a therapy and and the people that you meet to talk to there so you can be part of that for them and they can inspire you and you can inspire them. So it's it's there's a lot of give and take, so it's, it works on both sides. People come up and say, oh, you look like you're just floating along. And I say, yes, but I've been running longer than you, so just keep going. You're doing really well, blah, blah, blah. Great. So it's not just, don't just take it. You've got to give it back. Yeah. And you can see they, yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love that, isn't it? It's um, like it's nice uh, giving out compliments, but you've also got to give them back and, ah, and yeah. vice versa. And I think that's the beauty of our sport. We really do that and park run is a massive you, you just I mean you just see people and you can see that they're happy to be out there and every, everyone's doing it hard and sometimes you don't want to be there but you go anyway because you want to see your friends don't you yeah or have yeah. a coffee afterwards or yes. do whatever you do oh yeah that's a good thing too <laughs> yeah cool and some of your values that you live by in your life so what I mean by this like um I don't know classic Christian value would be treated the way you want to be treated Something like that. Do you have any values? Yeah, it's probably treat other people the way you want to be treated. Um, yeah. Be kind because you don't know what other people are going through. Yeah. Um, you just do the best for yourself and your family that you can. Yeah. Probably that. <laughs> I'd say for me looking into you, I reckon hard work would be a thing. You know what I mean? That's good. Yeah. Start that way just to work hard. Yeah. So you work hard. And I think a lot of people see that, that you do put in the hard work of your running and your work and your lifestyle and you know, you're a good mum and you've got your farm there and um, looking after Michael and your family and, and I think, I oh don't know, me looking yeah. in obviously, gee, she's always doing something, she's never on the go. She's oh yeah, doing, people say, yeah, do too yeah. much, they'll probably do that, but yeah. every now and then, I just think, slow down, but then it just winds up again. Right. I've always got to be doing something, so I'll be in trouble when I'm not allowed to do anything. <laughs> And closing out today, is there a motto or, or something that you have on your on your wall or on your fridge, like something like if it is to be, it's up to me. Is there something that you really look at every day? And put it on my PB board because I really liked it, and it says always be strong because you never know who you're inspiring. Awesome, that's perfect. So if you get out there and you're struggling, you think yes, but look at that other person. Keep going because they just think you're doing a good job. Awesome. I love it. Listeners, I've been Brian Lyons. This has been Susie Mo- Susan Moody. Yep. 
This is the Everyday Lions podcast. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, Brian. Awesome. Thank you, listeners. Cheers. I think you'd agree that was an enlightening podcast with Susan Moody. If you're sitting on the couch and listen to that podcast and you are a little bit older and you don't think uh, you know, you'd be you'd be fast enough to run the carnals, um, I think I think Susan has proven that um, you know, if you give it a crack you never know what's gonna happen. And uh, for me as a coach it was awesome to watch her development and just her confidence grow as the weeks went. Boy, and then um, you know to get those two wins at Bernie was awesome. Um, thank you for listening. I'll try and get a regular podcast out where I can. I can't promise it's going to be every week, but uh, if you want some coaching, consider Everyday Lines. We have groups and uh, individual training. You can find out more information at www.everydaylines.org. Um, stay around and listen to this Bluff to Boat Ramp ad. Until next time, I've been your host. Brian Lyons, this is the Everyday Lions Running Podcast, and happy running. It's on its way. The Live Eat Bluff to Boat Ramp, Sunday, March 19. Join Tasmania's newest inclusive fun run and walk through Devonport's new living city, starting and finishing at the Bluff. Details at bluff2boatramp.com. Register today.